Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. Ha, 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 I'm here, you bitch ass nigga, and I have no current events. Ha, ha. Yeah, this nigga, this nigga Chris, man, this nigga just didn't send them shits to me. And, you know, oftentimes when he doesn't send them to me, I have to hit him up. I'm like, yo, bro, can you email me the shits? And then he emails me the shits. My fault for my phone going off in the microphone. But, yeah, he emails me. And then I'll be like, all right, cool, good looking, and all the type of shit, right? This particular instance, it uh didn't happen. So you're like, you know what, son? What I'm going to do is I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm just going to do an extended version of 16.1 without me having to speak for an hour straight. Uh, I got good news, though, literally as I'm recording this, that I can extend unemployment. I don't know how to do that. But by this day on Monday, I believe I'll have a pretty firm understanding of what to do. Because if I can fuck around and get some more money out the white man, I can do what needs to be done. Christmas will not be canceled. And I got some trips coming up. So before I do anything else, um, I'm going to tell you about these trips and how a man with no job is going to successfully do what he ne- what he needs to do. So I am going to Cancun in May for Memorial Day weekend. I would like to go to New Orleans for my birthday. Next, next month in January, I'm going to the Poconos. And then in September, I'm going to Dubai. I have not booked a flight for either of these places. I have not booked a flight. I have not booked a hotel. I do not have an itinerary. It's looking grim for you, boy. So on top of the fact that I have bills that are still concurring, on top of the fact that I have debt I'm still trying to build myself out of, especially from um, when my car got hit. I don't know if I ever told you that story, but if I didn't, I do so much of these fucking podcasts I forgot. So I'm just going to wrap that up. Um, in like two minutes, it was July 4th, my car got hit. Matter of fact, I did tell this story about the lapse in in insurance. So there was a fucking insurance lapse and my aunt, she didn't tell me that she got the new insurance. She just told me that there was a way for us to get cheaper insurance. She got the, uh, car, the car code car inspection. She didn't tell me to get the car code car inspection. I was only driving with liability. So when my car got hit, niggas tried to get me to pay four bands, in which case, I took a thousand dollars cash. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So yeah, so what I did was I got a thousand dollars up. I took another thousand. Um, is that what I did? Yeah, I took another thousand because I got um money from my credit card. What do, what do they call that shit? I basically. I'm sorry. Okay, I remember what I did. So there was. A certain amount of money I had from utilizing my credit card, the cash back, I, I absorbed all of that. Then I got a um then I got a thousand dollars cash from my credit card. Then I had a thousand dollars cash on my own, and then I took another thousand dollars to out, out of a loan that um Hyundai does called Synchrony. 
So with Synchrony, uh, what you can do is you go to your dealership and you can get whatever you need from the dealership based off of credit. And then they'll give you a $1,000 loan that you have to pay back within six months. So I'm like, okay, cool. So does that equal, yeah, 1000 from me, 1000 from my credit card. Um, But that doesn't equal 4000 What if I get that other 1000 from? What the fuck I do? I got 1000 off the top. Or was it 1500 No, I had 2000 cash. There we go. I had 2000 cash. Um, I got 1000 for my credit card. And then 1000 I got as a loan. And I'm still paying all that shit off, right? <clears throat> now, um, this Dubai trip is like two bands. This Cancun trip is like two bands. Going to Mardi Gras is like two bands. And uh, going to the Poconos is some light shit. So... This fucking unemployment, on top of the fact that it's Christmas coming and I want to get people some gifts, shit is tight. And literally every single dollar that I have is accounted for. And I'm not going to say that I'm rich. I'm not going to say that I'm broke because broke is like, well, let me let me not say that. I'm broke, but I'm not popped. Popped is when you have absolutely positively no money. I'm not popped. But niggas have been in better situations financially than where I'm currently at. You know what I mean? On top of the fact that, oh, like PayPal credits money and I have student loans and rent and car payment and car insurance and all that other type of shit. Shit is just real, real colorful for your boy right now. Right. So the fact that I'm being told that I can get this shit extended is pretty dope. I can't even lie to you. Know what I mean, um, on top of everything else, I wanted to share with you guys a story. So, I haven't done this shit, and I apologize for not doing this the past few weeks, but every week, or whenever I remember, I um I ask if, if anybody would like a shout-out. And there's a few people I want to shout-out. Uh, first of which is a woman by the name of underscore K-V-N-G-F-R-E-E underscore King Free. Uh, she's done nothing but just give me positive words of affirmation in regards to my show. Uh, she's told me different things that she enjoys about the show. Uh, she's told me that if I ever set up a Patreon page, she would be the first person to support and all the kind of crazy shit, right? Another person I would like to shout out is someone on Instagram by the name of K-I-Y dot L-E-E. Uh, she's someone else that just gives me positive, uh, things to say, positive things that needs to be in my head, uh, Basically everything under the sun. And she's also incredibly entertaining. And she's a skilled writer. Like her punctuation is on point. Now I'm going to tell you why I'm doing these um, shout outs in a second. So another person that wants a shout out is Witness A31. Someone I went to school with. Uh, we also have the incomparable Empress underscore Glow Up. She's always so dope. We have Starring Chrissy. No underscore. Just Starring Chrissy on Twitter. And um, lastly, no, not lastly, second to lastly, we have the TOS podcast. Now I'm saying the officially street podcast, uh, TOS podcast underscore SO. So the reason why I wanted to do this in the beginning of the episode is because of Robbie Digital. Now, if you guys don't know about Robbie Digital, he has a show that's been on fucking hiatus. I don't know what's going on with this nigga. But he had a show that I was really fucking with so much so I have to fucking give me one second. I want to make sure I get the name of this podcast right. And I'm subscribed to it, but they haven't come out with nothing. And it feels like a year and change. The 
public service announcement podcast, right? The PSA podcast. Uh, secondarily, uh, Sir Robbie Digital is also on his sneaker shit. And he does another show by the name of do 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 Yo, this nigga, man, he doesn't he doesn't have it in his fucking bio, because why would he have it in his bio? Just kicking it. Just kicking it. I've watched every episode, but I'm not the person that like has names memorized. I just remember like things that you've said and I remember instances and I remember situations and I remember faces, but names always struggle with. So yeah, just kicking it in on IG Live, uh follow Robbie Digital. And Robbie Digital did something for me that I'm so grateful for. He showed me how crazy the Bronx really is. Now, I have this ongoing joke, and if I was a stand-up comedian, I would put this into my act. And now I have to probably rework the joke until I can garner some laughs from it. I don't usually read the news. I don't watch the news. But it was one of those situations to where I was watching Sunday Night Football, and I was tweeting because the niggas was getting blown out. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let me just be on my phone. I was on IG and Twitter. And the game went off, and I didn't really care to change the channel because I was in the middle of laughing at something. And, you know, hello, my name is White Woman, and welcome to whatever fuck you say as a newcaster. And this white woman said, rats with the bubonic, with the bubonic plague are running rampant in the Bronx. And I'm like, what? The bubonic what? Is it fucking 1329? Who the fuck has the bubonic plague? How are rats carrying this? Which then goes to show that I believe, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like rats come from Europe. And when these niggas came through doing all this nonsense to the environment and all that type of shit, and when they was when they conquering shit, especially during the Industrial Revolution and there was ships and all that other type of stuff, all these mice from Europe just came through on these ships. That's where snitching comes from, by the way. Um, um, when not not no, the act of snitching doesn't come from Europe. But when you're referred to as a rat, it says that whenever something is going on in the ship, rats rats are the first whatever to jump ship. They can already they can automatically see what's going on with the ship. Uh, if the ship is sinking, if the shit is tanking, if shit is under attack, the first thing to leave the ship is the rat. So that's why rat is, you know what I mean, metaphor for snitching. Like, when shit goes awry, you're the first person to go. And these rats came from fucking Europe. Call me crazy, but don't call me a buffoon. Don't say that I'm nuts. Because there's no, I, of course there's mice all over where, but I don't believe mice are indigenous to New York City, son. They got here because of these white people. Anyway, motherfucking uh, doing that thing. And how did I get on direct? Oh, the bubonic plague. So I'm like, yo, the it's fucking crazy. Like, how, who the fuck has the bubonic plague? How do rats still have a 700 year old disease? What is really going on here? So I was always skeptical of the Bronx. Know what I mean, and even when they had, uh, I believe that was Perfections. That was in Mount Vernon. I never went. One, I hate strip clubs. But two, it was like, oh, Mount Vernon. It's too close to the Bronx. I never been to um La Marina. I I don't think I've ever been to Dykeman. Just anything with the Bronx. One, you have to pay a toll to get there from where I live. And I'm like, ah, am I really about to pay a toll to be around disingenuous Spanish people? I don't know. So, as I said in uh, 16.1, I was in White Plains. And Rob rode with me because he was going to some in Manhattan. I had to go to Brooklyn to go to that housewoman I told you all about. 
And we're sitting there and we're talking about life. We're talking about our fathers and we're talking about black plight. And there is a um, there's a RAV4 or an, or maybe a Lincoln Navigator in front of us. And it's swerving. And I'm talking to Rob and Rob's talking to me. But both of us are looking straight. And the conversation just stops. And as we're looking and as we're watching this Lincoln Navigator shift left to right and sway side to side we see the passenger seat we see the passenger door open and out of this passenger door jumps out a white woman at no point in time did this motherfucking car stop the car had to have been going maybe 25 miles an hour and the white woman jumped out hit the pedestrian uh sign you know that sign that has like the man and the woman what is the circular head and the man has the whatever shit and the woman has like the triangle dress i guess the crosswalk sign woman hit that shit flush boom i was like oh shit son and the woman just casually got up i thought she broke her ankle because i just saw the way she fell i thought that she didn't get her footing she just got up casually brushed herself off got on her phone started walking away the lincoln navigator hit the corner at no point in time did the car stop to close the door and then just flew down the block. And I looked at Rob and I was like, my nigga, this is the Bronx. And Rob looked at me as someone who lives in the Bronx. It's like, you know what? I have nothing to defend this. The reason why this is so important is for a few reasons. One, I don't believe that was a kidnapping situation. Two, you have to be. What kind of situation do you have to be in to make a white woman jump out of your car at 25 miles an hour? I've said to you guys on countless times, I believe that white women are more scarier than MMA fighters because MMA fighters can ruin your life and so can white women. It's just all centered around how they feel. And to watch this white woman jump out the car and immediately go on the phone. She didn't, she didn't have the body language of someone that just escaped danger. She had the body language of someone that something just went wrong, like a deal went left. Maybe she was of the prostitution variety. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but that shit fucked me up. So yeah, man, shout out the um, shout out to this nigga Rob, man, because when I saw that shit at that point in time, we're gonna remember that shit forever. Know what I mean, now on to other matters because I'm not gonna go the full thirty minutes today. I think for this one, I'm just gonna go to maybe the twenty five minute mark, depending on the feeling. I don't want just uh. I want to just talk to you guys real quick. I listened to What's a Good Guy, right? What's a Good Guy has Don Peasley in L.A. Stay focused, L.A. Two enlightened brothers, two brothers that are younger than me. But what they do is so difficult because they title their episodes and they maintain the integrity of the title throughout the episode. So if the if the shit is if if the name of the episode is called integrity they're talking about it for an hour in uh change they're talking about integrity if an episode is called survival for an hour and change they're talking about survival if they're talking about fascism for an hour and change they're going to talk about fascism and they said something that struck a chord uh they told my fact hold on give me a second cause i want to make sure I, I'm, I'm just quoting this right i'm gonna press pause my bad I just want to make sure that I was getting my thoughts together in regards to what they were saying. L.A. is in therapy. 
Right. And he was speaking to his therapist and she was saying to him like, yo, if you want these big guests or these grandiose guests to be on your show, what are you willing to do for it? And L.A. is stubborn. Uh, he he admittedly is stubborn. And he keeps saying to her, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it will behoove you just to do me a favor. Put in what's a good guy on your Instagram or on Twitter and look at these two gentlemen. L.A. is the dark skinned brother that looks like Meek Mill. And he's like, yo, my therapist is just making all these points like, hey, what am I willing to do for this dream? I think I'm want to work with what am I willing to do whatever it takes to make this happen? And she's saying like, yo, if you want Charlemagne on the show, what are you going to do to get Charlemagne on the show? If you want Taraj, Taraji P. Henson on the show, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to just have your own ego uh, get in the way of greatness? And between that and between both of these niggas be like, yeah, because by 30, I don't want to have to keep doing this. By 30, I want my life to be together. By 30, and I'm like, God damn, my nigga. I'm about to be 30 in two months. Literally. What's today's date? The 9th? I'm turning 30 February 17th. And I'm in the same exact place that they don't want to be at 30. (laughs) Niggas is jobless. Niggas is podcasting. And I'm like, and I'm listening to this nigga talk. And I'm like, wow. This episode is hitting me in ways that I couldn't even express. This episode is like three weeks old, and I've been wanting to talk about this, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I believe they released it in like the middle of November. Um, oh, another side note. The reason why I title these episodes 15.1, 16.1, because I believe it's easier to remember. Because even right now, I don't know what fucking episode this happened on. And I, I, couldn't, even, I couldn't even look at the names of the episode and probably not fucking remember. But anyway... He's doing all this shit and he's talking about not wanting to be 30 and what am I willing to do? And I'm sitting here like, all right, man, I'm 29. I basically, I know a few people. I'm not outrageously popular, but I know a few people that in theory could get me in the door, right? I do a show by myself because of my own L's. But what am I willing to, am I willing to like put the pride aside? Am I willing to drive all these miles? Am I willing to put the money up? To really make this shit come true or am I just chatting? And the more I sit here, the more it's evident that I really want this. And asking for favors and being looked at as the nigga that asks for a favor is looking like that's what it's going to take. That's what it's looking like. Because remember I told you guys last week, like, yo, I'm ready and I'm locked in. I'm going to start hitting people up. Um... I have, but I just feel so weird, man. Like, all right, so for instance, this week is the LSN holiday party. That's my opportunity to ask Alex Median, the person that is cool with Andrew Schultz, like, yo, do you think that I could be on Flagrant 2? Because I believe if I impress these niggas on Flagrant 2, then maybe I can be on Brilliant Idiots. Maybe. Um, I have a relatively dope relationship with Mandy. I spoke to Mandy very, very, um, recently and it was on some other shit. Like I was talking to Jonathan Mena about this shit. And then that made me think that Mandy and them was going to be there. So like, Oh, let me just hit Mandy. Let me see if she's going to be at the holiday party, but she's not. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I'm gonna have to call Mandy. Like, listen, I've been listening to your show. I really like your show and your show can help me in ways that you don't even understand. All I need is visibility. I pretty much have nothing to offer your show besides like cool perspective. Do you mind if I come on? And I have to hope 
that she says yes. And when I'm doing all this, I know Dustin Ross. I can ask him about the friend zone if he can start retweeting my show, whatever. It's just looking like I'm going to have to get into real favor mode, right? This is the shit that people don't tell you. You just see what happens as far as like people working their way up and you see their grind, but you only see what they allow you to see. And there's no reason for me to do this show unless I'm letting y'all know what's going on. As I sit here in December 9th, 2019, very few people are like head over heels referring to me as the chosen one, right? So what I have to do is I have to show these niggas that I'm the chosen one. Like I'm about to be on a um a podcast this week called the um Views from an X, I believe it's called, by my man Llama Bean. I can't really say he's my man because I haven't met him before, but every time his name comes up in conversation, everybody reveres him as like this dope person. And I don't say no to black people. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do the show. And I'm gonna give you guys um how that went on Monday because I record with this nigga on Wednesday. And I know the email portion of the podcast comes out on wednesday but um i'm doing it later on that night and i and it's just crazy how all these people are fucking with me and i'm in this very weird position to where a lot of people ask me to be on their show and i'm always going to say yes right and in that regard i'm incredibly grateful but the right people aren't asking me to be on their show so i can get out of here so on one end of the spectrum I'm incredibly grateful. And the other end of the spectrum, I'm growing impatient. This is episode 16.2. So I've legitimately been doing this for four months now, right? And I'm it's never going to stop. But the reason why I was talking to you guys before about me chronicling my journey is I just really want you to see that this should really can happen. I'm going to blow. It's, it's, it's in the works. I swear to you it's in the works. Some way, somehow... Somebody's going to hear an episode that I do. Somebody's going to deem something I've said entertaining. And I'm going to take it from there. And then I start to think. If I were Joe Budden. If I were Charlemagne the God. If I were Joe Rogan. If I were Howard Stern. Whoever fuck is like big whatever in this industry. And they heard me just complaining about how I'm not on. And me talking about the kitten and... Zay on your and all that type of shit. You're like, oh, this nigga doesn't really talk about nothing. Why would we want to fuck with him? So it's like, damn, do I restructure my show? Do I do things that are topical? So maybe one day I'm talking about relationships. The other day I could talk about taxes. Another day I could talk about politics. The other day I could talk about student loans. Like, should I start segmenting my show, centered around like a main topic, and I can express how intellectual i am and there's just combines the funniness into it like oh I, I fuck with him he actually has something to say or do i just keep doing what i'm doing while i tell you niggas about how much i hate the club these are my thoughts man these are my thoughts or i just recently oh last thing i want to shout out my apologies um i just came across this dope podcast that i was just going to listen to because I fuck with the nigga who does it because I grew up with him, but he actually has something to say, man. And it's it, it actually took me, it actually caught me by surprise about how good this show is. And the name of the show is, do, 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 do. Um, if you know, you know. It's my man Rashad and my man, well, I don't know this nigga Vlad, but my man Rashad in particular. And what you hear on these episodes is two brilliant black brothers 
telling you shit that you wouldn't know. And that's what you would fuck with if you was an executive. That's what you would fuck with if you famous. Like, oh, this nigga has a wealth of knowledge in particular subjects. What he's saying is tangible. Let's fuck with them. And with me, I'm like the fucking jack of all trades. I know a little bit about a lot. And will people fuck with that? I don't know. I just don't know. But in the meantime, I'm gonna figure all this shit out. And um, I I know weeks ago I told you guys that my ex called me. And I was going to tell you guys what happened in that conversation, but I've run out of time because I don't feel like doing this shit anymore. Not even that. I told you niggas is going to be 25 minutes. So on Monday, please remind me, tweet me at the OG black man. Uh, hit me on IG, the OG black man is one word or hit the email. People say I don't say the email enough. Good brother experience at yahoo.com. Hit me in one of those three mediums and be like, hey, nigga. Tell us what happened with your girl or your ex-girl, whatever the fuck have you. You promised us you are going to tell us about the conversation and you didn't say anything. That's bullshit. And I personally hate that as a listener when people say they're about to say something and they don't get to it. So please remind me. Do me that favor. My nigga, I fucking record either Sunday night or Monday morning. So just hit me between those two days and I got you. With that being said, I'm about to get the fuck out of here. I got some shit to do. And peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to you on Wednesday.